FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids. Not your mother's podcast. <laughs> I'm Sean Lee, and this is the Two Wild Orchids, the place you come for sex and fun. And I am super excited because you guys are really showing up. You are the best partner I've ever had. Whether you're sitting in the studio with me or like today, you've actually called in and left me questions. I am so excited because this is what, this is why I do this. I do this so that I can connect with you. That was the whole reason I started this show. That's the whole reason I, I've, I've been here. And so this is good because we have someone who called in. He has two questions and they're the, so I answer one and then I answer the other. And I want you to comment on it too. You can get into the, um, you can get at the Facebook group. You can go to the Two Wild Orchids website. You can go anywhere you want. You can email me, but I want to hear what you have to say because I'm not the only voice. This is our show, yours and mine. Together, we're going to make it even greater than it already is. And the only way we can do that is by you keeping doing what you're doing. So keep sending your questions in, keep calling, keep leaving me messages saying you want to be on the show. I promise you there's a space for you and you will be here. But for now, it is our friend's turn who has some very interesting questions that I can't wait for you to listen to. I'm in a situation where I'm in the lifestyle of let's see, swinging, and my wife isn't. Uh, um, I asked her if she'd like to be, and uh, I think she toyed with the idea for a little bit, and maybe with the COVID, I don't know, she decided not to, but she's open with me being in the lifestyle. So I heard someone on the SLS site say that's probably a recipe for the arrangement not working. So I wanted to get some um, opinions on that. Well, I want you to know, I hate when anyone ever says this will never work because <laughs> who knows? It might work. It might not. It's a hundred percent dependent on you and your partner and how you want to do your relationship. But you said your wife uh, thought about getting into the lifestyle and then because of COVID or whatever, she didn't. So the question then becomes, is she interested in the lifestyle, but isn't, um, but isn't interested because of COVID or is she not interested in the lifestyle and she just said she was because she thought you would want her to do that. So I would explore that to start with because if she's interested in the lifestyle and she wants to explore it with you, maybe maybe it's fear that's holding her back. Maybe it's her own fears of insecurity that's holding her back. Maybe it's the fear of watching you do something with someone else that freaks her out. So I, I think there's so much to unpack here because without knowing why your wife decided to back out of the opportunity is is paramount here. And I think that's the real real crux of whether or not this will work. So let's play it out the, the hard way first, right? Let's assume that it your wife is like, I'm just not into this, I'm monogamous, and this doesn't work for me. Then you have to ask, is it going to affect your relationship with her? And if it does, what's the impact to that? Because if you adore your wife and you want to stay married to her and she doesn't want you to be in the lifestyle or she doesn't want to be in the lifestyle and, and number one, if she cares that you're in the lifestyle and doesn't like it, then that's a problem. Because every time you come home from an event, you're guaranteed to have a fight. Like that's just going to fucking happen. You're, if she doesn't want you in it and you're in it and she doesn't, she hasn't done a, a ton of personal development work that says you, that you do you, then you're going to have a fight about it. If, however, that you know, you're know you in the lifestyle and she doesn't care that you're in it and she doesn't mind that you're in it, then it totally could work. But but it, it comes down to, I know if it were me and my, and my husband was going to a swinger party and he would have sex with whoever or do with what, whoever, 
even as as strong as I am in me, I would care. I I would care what he was doing. I would want to know that he was having safe sex. I would want to know who he was having sex with. I would have a lot of questions personally. But if, if someone is of the opinion, you do you and I do me and what you do doesn't affect me, which is, by the way, the healthiest way to be, then then it might work perfectly. But but most people don't operate from that platform. So I would I would really dig into her a little bit about, you know, what's going on in you that makes you think you want to be in the lifestyle and now you don't. Because no matter what anybody says in swinging, and this comes from a 20 plus year swinger, there's an intimacy that happens with someone when you've had sex with them. They call them swinger years. And when you know somebody you know, in, in a naked, let's have sex sense, even if you don't know, maybe you don't know what kind of job they do. And maybe you don't know, you know, where their kids go to school or, or whatever. But there's a there's a certain level of, of closeness that you develop, because you've had sex with them. It's kind of like when you're dating, and you are seeing a guy or you're seeing a girl, and then you guys have sex for the first time, the next time you're together, there's kind of an expectation that you'll have sex. Now, it's not the expectation in the swinger lifestyle. But that analogy is to kind of define that there's a closeness that wasn't there before. And I know that a lot of swinger relationships, big, deep, heartfelt friendships are built on that that very premise. So you're getting the experience of, of being in the lifestyle and having those experiences and meeting couples and meeting women and doing all of that. And unless your wife is like this freaking emotionally balanced genius, and if she is, I totally want to meet her, who doesn't really mind in any direction what you do, then then there's going to be some feelings associated. And, and jealousy will crop up, insecurity will crop up. I know as a woman, I would ask myself, okay, why do you want to do this if I'm not doing it with you? Because lifestyle on a grand level is really a couple sport. I mean, they have single guys and they have single girls, and single girls, you know, are unicorns, and single guys are less desired because some, most of them don't know how to behave until they, unless they've been it in a minute, unless they've been in the lifestyle for a minute. But I would wonder why you were doing it and I wasn't part of it because for many, many couples, they talk about, it, and I know I was one of those couples, I am one of those couples, that it's really fucking hot to watch your partner be pleasured or to watch your partner pleasuring someone else. And it's so sexy. When you see your, 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 when I as a woman see my guy getting his dick sucked, that's hot for me. When he sees me having sex with someone else, that's hot for him. But the hottest sex that happens is when we go home together and we have this amazing experience together. So, so I would, I would, if I was a woman, I would wonder, I guess I am a woman. If I was your wife, I would wonder what you were getting out of it that I wasn't providing and, and, and how could we boost us? Because one of the things about lifestyle, if it's done well, if it's done in a healthy way, it enhances so much of your relationship doesn't matter if you've been married five years, 10 years, 50 years, whatever. If you get into the lifestyle together and you're able to have that open dialogue and that open communication and that safe place and soft place to land, it's, it's the hottest thing you'll do. And if you can talk about what it was like to have somebody else inside of you or to, or to be inside of someone else and what that felt like and what they smelled like and how they moaned and what their nipples did. And if you're able to have that dialogue with someone uh, that partner and you are, are are so, so incredibly bonded because it's such a shared experience. But it takes a minute for many, many people to get there. Even people have been married a super long time because the fear of loss is a greater motivator than opportunity to gain. And so if I'm scared of losing you, I could turn into a raving fucking lunatic in a New York minute and it will not take me far to go there. I mean, I, I've told you guys that before. So 
I would really talk to her and say, hey, you know, my concern is, is me being in this, um, that, that it's going to affect you and me. It's going to affect what you and I do in our relationship. It's going to affect how you feel about me. It's going to affect the things we do together. Because remember, lifestyle being this couple sport, if you are going to a Saturday barbecue, most of the time your partner, you know, your spouse attends with you. But now you're going to a swinger Saturday barbecue and she stays home. Like, I, I think it opens the doors for a lot of conversation. I think it opens the doors for a lot of conflicts. Like when I'm coaching couples, my, my niche practice in coaching is, is helping couples who want to open their relationship, but somebody is having some reluctance or both people are having reluctance because emotions crop up, societal norms crop up. We should or shouldn't be doing this. All that stuff comes into play. So when I'm working with a couple, that always seems to be the basics, right? What are we doing and is it right? And how does this change my relationship with you? Because your relationship will change. You know, if you've been a swinger for half a minute, then you know there's swinger websites and there's there's profiles and there's things you look at and there's decisions and there's texting and there's chatting and there's meetings and there's all this shit that she's not a part of. So, so if it were me and it were my husband and he were wanting to go do this, I would want to figure out what's going on in me. I'd want to, I'd want, I'd want him to talk to me. Hey, you know, how come you're not interested? Is it, is it that you don't, you don't want to have sex with anyone else? Is it that you don't want me to have sex with anyone else? Would you go to a party with me just to see what it's like? Would you just, you don't have to do anything, like give her a safe place. And if you say leave, we leave. But you can't just like, like I talked about this on one of the other shows when somebody else asked a question. Guys have this a tendency to to like stab because that's where your dick goes, right? You poke things and you stab things with it. And so you stab and you attack. And women sometimes need a, just a gentler approach to things. They need to be softened into it. Like men and women communicate differently. If a guy has to, if a guy's hungry, right? A guy is going to go, hey, I'm pulling into McDonald's. I'm hungry. Like when you're driving down the highway on a road trip, they're going to go, I'm pulling in here. I'm hungry. That's it. Women are going to say something like, hey, um, there's a, there's a couple places coming up ahead. Are you hungry? Which is our translation for we're hungry, motherfucker. We do, we do a gentler, less direct communication. So women are indirect communicators and men are direct communicators. So if you say to her in a very direct way, do you want to go to a swingers party? She might say no. But at the same time, she might say to you, hey, what are you thinking about this swingers party tonight? That is translation. That is girl translation for, are you fucking going to that party tonight? And if you're going, what are you doing? Who are you going with? When are you going to be home? <laughs> okay. Because we, we, we're just trained from you know, birth to be, to be less direct in our communication. So unless, like I said, unless she's this amazing, emotionally fit rock star, she's going to have some issues with it on any level, as you would. I mean, it's really a good opportunity to stand in her shoes a second and look at it from another perspective. If if somebody that you love is going to go off and do something that you're not comfortable with, like you might be totally comfortable with her having sex with other people, but maybe maybe she likes to dance. And so she says, I'm going to go to dance class. You know, I'm going to go learn the tango with our neighbor Bob over here. And you don't like dance because you can't keep rhythm and you, you know, you have a problem with it. If that's a place that you feel insecure and she's off doing something with Bob and, and feeling really good in herself and in the same space that you don't feel so good in yourself, then you might have a problem with it. So you have to remember that everybody's got insecurities, right? Whether they're sexual insecurities, whether they're business insecurities, whether they're whatever insecurities, 
everybody's got them. And if everybody has them, then, then, then you have to understand that where your place of comfort is, is not the same as her place of comfort. And that's true even if the couple's already in the lifestyle. Like I can remember uh, meeting a couple years ago and we were in Hedonism, which is a resort in Jamaica. And there was a couple and they, she, she had tattooed, actually it wasn't tattooed. She had written in black marker, Todd's girl on her ass. She had a friend write it. And then she tanned so that when the marker wore off, it was like a white Todd's girl on her ass. And so we played with Todd and Todd's girl and they wouldn't kiss on the lips because they felt like it was just too intimate. That was their boundary. Now, whose boundary it was, I don't know, but that was their thing. Now, they'd have sex with you, but they wouldn't kiss on the lips. So everybody's got places where they're soft and where they're they're tender. So I'm going to encourage you more than anything to be tender with her, to be gentle with her, to ask her questions in a maybe a direct, less direct way, a softer way for women. So um, I noticed that you're not, you said you were interested, now you're not. What's going on? That's such an easy way. And she might say nothing. And you're going to go something like, well, honey, I just want you to know that if you wanted to go with me, I would love for you to attend. I would love for this to be something we do together. But I understand if you're uncomfortable. But maybe you could come to a party with me just to see what it's like. So, so maybe it's not such a weird place when I go. And you'd be shocked. She might think you don't want her there. She might feel like you're going to go regardless if she goes or not. And maybe you will. But you don't have to do it in a hard way. You can do it in a soft way. And if you let her know, look, if anybody asks you, you just tell them you're vanilla and nobody will mess with you. And that is Swinger 101. If you, we're having a live event. If you've been listening, I'm putting on a live event in June. Uh, Kinky Swingers is the name of it right now. It might change as we are working out our domain names, but essentially it's going to be a Swinger Kinky Convention and vanillas are welcome and invited. But what they have to understand is that anyone in any of those lifestyles understand the term vanilla. That means you are off limits for us. We understand it. It's not like we're going to hunt you down and say, you must, you must convert. You must come be swinger with me. That is not how it works. Okay. Nobody wants to convert a vanilla that doesn't want to be converted. So you can take your wife to a party and all she has to say to anyone is, oh, I'm vanilla. He's not, but I am. And that's it. That's fucking it. And a lot of people, because swingers are friendly, are going to say to her, oh, tell me how that works. And, and have great conversation about it. And let her get more education than just from you. So I think that you've got hope here. I don't think your relationship is ending if you're a swinger and she's not. I think it gives you great opportunities for wonderful dialogues that you get to choose to have or not. But if you don't have them, then I agree with the person that you talked to before. You don't have a shot. Because the premise of every bit of this is open dialogue. So I encourage you to have good conversations with her. And I'm super happy you sent in the question because that's what I wanted. I totally want you guys on the show. I want you calling in. I want you having conversations with me because we're a team in this. And as we talk about sex, I want to hear your voice. And I love this question. So thank you so much for sending it in. I know you have a second one and we're going to get to it in just a sec. So how'd you guys feel about that? I mean, I really thought, gosh, if I were that woman, I might have an issue with him going to a swinger party or 10. <laughs> I mean, I don't know who wouldn't. And I really want to hear your thoughts on this. So you can always call me and leave me a message on what you think about this show at 561-556-5577 or get into the Two Wild Orchids website and leave me a message in there if you're a member of our secret super club. And if by chance you're having some difficulties in this exact thing, like you're opening your relationship and you're struggling with it, go ahead and leave me a message on there as well. I do a 30-minute call. Let's talk about it. Let's see if we can work together. Let's see if I can help you. And I don't know if I can, but if I can, I want to. So... All right, our friend has one more question. Let's see what he's got. 
I'm in like the baby boom generation, and I notice now if I have some some 420 little marijuana and stuff, um, I have some 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 growing bisexual desires. So my question is, what do you think? Uh, I know it's hard to generalize. Women in general think of a guy having those desires. My theory is it's somewhat generational. For women of my generation with the baby boom, I almost think 95% of them would be horrified. But the younger generation um, is more open. So as I say, I know you can't generalize on this, but would be interested in, in getting some some feedback on both the woman accepting the guy doing it um, and or even watching it. So any- Okay, well, first of all, you're going to love next week's show because next week's show I have a guy coming on who actually experimented a little bit with bisexuality when he was younger and talked about how it didn't make him gay or bi in later life. He just thought, you know, I wonder about this. So um, that's, first of all, that's going to come in next week. So that will help with this question. But with the advent of marijuana, I mean, let me clarify. We've always had pot, right? But with the legalization of it, I think you're not probably the only one. But remember that when you drink or when you do pot or when you do any of that stuff, it it just reduces your inhibitions. The desires have always been there, but it just reduces your inhibitions. And it's worth mentioning, baby boomers are somewhere between the ages of 57 and 75 years old right now. And there are 71.6 million of them. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, even if we split that in half, we've got, you know, 35 odd million people who are women, in which case there's somebody out there who will not mind that you're having bisexual feelings or tendencies or, or even just when you're, when you're high or when you're drunk and you're like, Hey, you know, this might not be a bad deal. You know, we come into this world as energetic, beautiful beings and, and energy has no sex, right? It just is. And so I don't think that I don't think that there's anything wrong with with bisexuality or or homosexuality or any sexuality for that matter. But I think that if you come with the stigma that, you know, baby boomers, women aren't going to enjoy it, then that's what you're going to meet. But deeper than that, you've got a wife that we talked about. Have you mentioned to her, these are some of your fantasies? Have you even discussed it? You know, it can be really intimidating when you've been married to somebody for 20 years, 25 years, 30 years, whatever it is, however long you've been married and say, hey, you know what? I'm kind of thinking about this. And and that's a pretty scary one, right? Because what if she doesn't like it? So I, I get your fear, but it's the same fear that somebody else would have if they all of a sudden discovered they were a little kinky, that they need a little spanking here and there, or they, or maybe they, they, they didn't used to like to swallow and now they do like to swallow it. It begs so many questions about where are we in our relationship if you have changed? So I think that, first of all, I think you should talk to your wife because see how she feels about it. And, and I might do it again in that, in that non-confrontational space. Hey, honey, you know, what do you think about, you know, guy, guy, or, or just general? And, and if she freaks out, you have your answer, all right? But if she doesn't freak out, then, then it opens the dialogue. I agree with you that in that generation, it was completely taboo. But, but this is also a different world. You know, back then you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the accessibility to to different cultures and different lives and different opportunities and different sexualities. I mean, that just wasn't there before. So now that you have this, baby boomers know how to use a cell phone. Baby boomers know how to use the computer. 
So even if they're even if their ideas about what's right and wrong were were fixed before, in, look at you. You're a baby boomer who's saying, "Hey, I'm having these feelings." You know, how do you feel about it? Where in your 20s, you might have been like, dude, I'm, I'm so not into guys. But, but it has to be okay. Everybody evolves. And so if this is something you desire, so I'm, I'm first one to say you should try it. Like, I think you should try everything that you want to do. You are here, however old you are, you're over 57, and you know how fast life has gone. It has been a blink. And if you have kids, man, it goes even faster because it's like, boom, they're grown up. So why would you limit yourself to anything? This is whether you're a lifestyle, this is whether you're vanilla, this is whether you're bi, this is whether you're gay, this is whatever. This is why would you limit yourself if you have an opportunity to experience something that you want to? Your desires are yours. They don't have to be hers. They don't, they don't have to be something that she enjoys. She doesn't have to watch. She doesn't have to participate if she's 100% okay with you, not with you being you. Like that, that's what it comes down to. This is okay that you have these desires. I think it, you know, it's kind of funny. I dated a girl for a while and she was convinced she was a lesbian up until the time she got drunk. The second you gave her any alcohol, all she wanted to do was make out with guys. And we had to sit down and have a conversation. I'm like, look, you're not gay. Like, I got you. You know, I love you, period. But you're not gay. You're bi. And she's like, I'm not bi. But it was like she had had worked so hard to accept herself as being a lesbian woman that the idea that maybe she liked dick was so off to her. She was like, I can't do it. Nope, I don't like guys. And it was years. We've been friends a long time. And it was years before she could kind of say, okay, I'm bi. Well, no shit, because you you know you you like dick when you're drunk. If you like dick when you're high, you like dick, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. For a long time, I would only kiss girls if I was drunk or high. I would never. I, I was like, I am not into girls. I'm not into girls. I'm not into girls. And then, bam. Now I, I, I'm into girls. I like girls, but I only like certain girls. So I, I think that you should explore it. I think that you should, again, talk to your wife about it. And if that's not her kink, that's okay. It does not not have to be your kink. And by the same token, there are a lot of people in the lifestyle, at least let me, let me be very generalized in my statement here. My experience with the lifestyle and mine alone is that there's an underground society of, of, of bisexual men. I never went to a party where I saw two guys playing. Now, I haven't been in the lifestyle for a second. We stepped back, as I told you, for a couple years. But um, I know that when I was in, heavily in it, there were not any real guy-guy play. Now, I heard through the grapevine that you would see it. But again, it wasn't something that was at the forefront. In the poly community, it seems to be much more accepted. It seems to be much more normal to to have um, to have guy-guy play and guy-guy relationships, with a, maybe with a woman or whatever. But usually in the lifestyle, what I experienced, and, and lifestylers, please chime in. Send me a message either on the Two Wild Orchids Facebook group or, or email me, you know, something. Let me know if, what your thoughts are because um, I don't remember seeing men play in any of the parties I went to, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. So, but in the poly community, it's super accepted. So maybe that's where your maybe that's where your jam is. I don't know, but I know you got a wife. I know she's she's entitled to be part of this discussion. Um, you guys are welcome. By the way, both of you are welcome to reach out to me and and let's sit down and chat and see if maybe we can muddle through some of this. I'm happy to talk to you, and and really figure out how how you can get what you want while she still gets what she wants because that's what it comes down to. You want to have a really great relationship with anyone. And you don't want to take anything from them as they are trying to to evolve as well. So I'm encouraging you to tell your wife, hey, this is kind of happening. How do you feel about it? 
you know, and, and just see what she says. She might surprise you. She might say, you know what? I have all these bisexual fantasies I never told you about. And wouldn't that be a wonderful opportunity for discussion? So, and I bet you, by the way, you'll have super hot sex. And even if you say to her, you know, I, I'm thinking this and she says, you know, that's not, I'm not into that. You know, nothing, nobody lives in your brain, but you, you can have sex with anyone and fantasize about anything. Or you can, you can say, well, would it be okay if we had sexy talk about it? Like, would it be okay if, if we talked about it, but I would never explore it or, or whatever is comfortable for you. But all I know is you're somewhere between the ages of 57 and 75. And if it were me and I were you, I would do every fucking thing I wanted to do. I would fuck every single person I ever wanted to fuck. And I would have a wonderful time doing it because you are only in this life for a split fucking second. Why wouldn't you do it all? Why wouldn't you have it all? Have all the money, have all the sex, have all the love that you've ever wanted. Why wouldn't you? That That's that, uh, my number one, number one priority is it has to feel good. If it feels good, I do it. If it doesn't, I don't. And that's just the way it is. So as I get out of here today, and I'm so grateful for these questions, keep sending them in. If you still want to come on the show and you want to have a chat with me on the show, make sure to send your information in. Otherwise, you can do like our friend here did and send in questions on the uh, phone line, 561-556-5577. Send in your questions and, and let's talk about it. But as I get out of here today, you know that I love you guys, right? And I want to make sure that you start looking for this uh, event that I'm planning because even if you're vanilla, you want to come and learn how to give a better blowjob, I promise. And you want to check out all of the other things on the Two Old Orchids site. So I'm going to do me, and I want you to do you. And together, this year, 2021, we are going to do a fabulous us. Till next time.